Today, we're joined by Justin Forsett. Justin was a keynote speaker at our Barnum's annual kickoff meeting, and he shared his personal journey, overcoming obstacles to ultimately become a Pro Bowl NFL running back. Justin is an award-winning motivational speaker, businessman, respected leader. He has a terrific entrepreneurial spirit that I admire, and I can't wait to share this with you today. I'm Paul Blanco, and this is Small Steps, Big Wins. All right, Justin, welcome to the show, bud. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Paul. You got it, man. I'm so happy to have you here. And when I uh, got the pleasure of hearing you speak and thinking of this show and this, you know, small steps, big wins, it, mm-hmm. it really exemplifies what you've done your whole life as a nine-year NFL running back, pro bowler, mm-hmm. and now as an entrepreneur. And, you know, you... You made a couple of statements when I heard you and I I looked at some of your stuff and, you know, when you think of your career and where you came from to what you've accomplished and something that just stuck with me that you said, it was greatness grows best in the shadow. Yeah. Tell them shadows, I should say. Tell me what, tell me what that meant to you and, and how you've used that throughout your, uh, your journey and today in your life today. Sure. Sure. No, uh, it's a, uh, it's been a big mantra for me in my life. Um, in order for me to reach success, it was mostly the work, uh, behind the scenes and, uh, greatness grows best in the shadows is a, just a tribute to that. So we don't get our greatest gains in life when we're at the top of the mountain, we get our greatest gains in life on our climb and our pursuit to the top. So those moments when we're constantly being stretched and pulled and we have to dig deep within ourselves and pull out things that we didn't even know existed in order to take us to that next level that we're trying to get to. So me being in obscurity, being the underdog, being undervalued, unappreciated, a lot of my career as an athlete and also as an entrepreneur, it was a lot of the work behind the scenes when no one was watching. It was just me putting in that work, holding myself accountable, my blood, my sweat, and my tears. And I believe that's where we create the separation from our competition. That's how we reach our goals and our dreams and the milestones we are looking to attain. And uh, I think uh, a lot of times we take that moment for granted. But I think if we with the right perspective, that can be fueled to push us closer to those things we want to accomplish. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you went deeper into it, you know, I find myself since you said that. I always have something in my head and I get up really early, like 445, I'm in the gym training and I train by myself totally. And I find myself saying that to myself now mm-hmm. when, when I'm in those moments of when I'm, you know, trying to pull something heavier or pushing myself in my cardio. And I've always had a little bit of a chip and yeah. I like to separate myself from the pack. And I feel like that's how I set my day. And I try to make it the hardest thing of my day. Yeah. Do you find yourself using it or saying it? And like when you were undersized and at least their perception was you were undersized. Sure, yeah. Did you find yourself like, how did that, how did you carry yourself with that little chip throughout your career? Man, that's a great question. I, I was very relentless at going after my, uh, my goals and dreams. And having that chip of being the underdog most of my career, it was just fuel. So just like you were saying, those moments when I felt like I couldn't go any further, when I couldn't feel like when I felt like I couldn't push any harder, 
those moments pushed me. I would think about that, the negative criticism, the, the doubts that were out there about me. And I would allow that to push me to make me go harder, to lift more, to run faster, uh, to jump higher, whatever it was by myself. And um, I think that that consistency, because anybody can do it for a day, anybody can do it for a week, but consistently growing in the shadows, developing yourself into the man and woman that you want to become in order for you to reach the goals that you desire. Um, you got to do it day in and day out. And that's, that's what allowed that mentality and taking on that lifestyle is what separates you and, uh, from the, from the pack. Yeah. And, and you said something to, after you said it, you said, we are capable of greatness if we're willing to do what it takes. Yeah. And that's, that's an example of what you did. So let's, let's switch gears for a second as an entrepreneur. So you played in the league for nine years. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you an entrepreneur in the off season besides your training or did you just wake up one day and say, all right, I'm going to go and, you know, build a business for myself and dive into being an entrepreneur? Did you always have that spirit, you know, throughout your life? Yeah, I came from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, my parents owned a restaurant uh, when I grew up in where I grew up in Florida. And uh, so it was always around me, the entrepreneurial kind of uh, bug. Uh, but I was infatuated with marketing. If football didn't work out, work out on, you know, uh, Madison Avenue somewhere and work for an ad company or agency. And just because I love consumer behavior, I love the right. process of selling. So all those things kind of led me towards my path uh, of entrepreneurship. Uh, my first couple of years in the league, I was fired twice early on, like within the first year. So I was faced with this uh, I guess dilemma as I'm looking at myself in the mirror, it's like, well, if I, if for whatever reason, football uh, is not going to be my path, what's next for me? And with that mindset, I uh, talked with a couple of my teammates in the off season and we're always coming up with concepts and ideas. And one of the ideas was hustle clean my company now. And uh, we literally started it while I was playing it was a side hustle that turned into a main hustle. I was literally going from practice to going and pitch to local retailers, boutique wow. shops. Setting up. I remember one season, Saturday's a walkthrough for guys in the NFL. So it's like a light practice. I remember leaving a walkthrough practice on Saturday and going through a marathon in Seattle and hosting a 10 by 10 booth where I was, oh, uh, I was selling, I was selling products. So uh, yeah, the, the entrepreneurs with so- me. Yeah. So you took all that stuff that you learned as an athlete and applied it to business. You weren't afraid to fail. You weren't afraid to hustle. You got out there, you're sitting here, you are this NFL running back and you're sitting at a booth. I also love what you just said earlier. Like I had to pay attention for a second when you said fired twice versus (laughs) versus using the word cut. Right. And it was just another way. It's, it's a little bit more positive to say I'm fired versus (laughs) cut. And I appreciated how you did that. But so you were doing this for, so you're now in business for what, 15 plus years. Well, yeah, we, uh, we started our business in 2013. So we're uh, coming around like 11 years uh, right now. So yeah, we're doing a long time. Well, congratulations on that. It's amazing. So what brought you to, so you have that business, but now, I mean, you're a motivational speaker or a platform speaker, however you want to perform it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your message is so amazing and so real. What made you decide to go into speaking like that? Were you <laughs> one of those guys in the locker room or is that something that uh, you just decided to do later on in life? 
Absolutely not. I was not one of the guys that was vocal in the locker room, uh, rah rahing guys up before a game. I was a more, I was more of a guy that led by his actions. Uh, I was a leader. I was a captain on a lot of the teams I was on. Uh, but it was all about the work that I put in uh, and the the leadership uh, by example, if you will, serving leadership that I had uh, on the playing field and off the field. And speaking just came about where I was going through so much. I was facing so many obstacles I was able to overcome. And I was like, man, this, this can't be just for me. How can I help someone else uh, get over these humps? Because uh, I mean, when you were in that, like really thick of the, those painful uh, chapters within your life. Um, I mean, it can be uh, so frustrating, so disappointing, even lead you to, you know, uh, paralysis when then you, you just, you're just so numb and um, you don't feel like you can push forward. And I remember being in those moments, I was just like, man, if I could have, you know, someone come and pour into me. And I had those guys that would come in, encourage me and lift me up during those times. And it's like, I want to be able to do that for people. I want to be able to help people reach their potential and push through those hard things uh, from my experiences. So after my year in Jacksonville, where I had a, a pretty significant hard season there. I was like, man, if I don't do anything else, I'm going to have impact. I wasn't playing on the field. So I put on my first speaking event uh, down there for the community and had a couple of guys come out, myself, a couple of players. And we were able to share stories about us overcoming things and obstacles and I was like, man, this is what I want to do uh, uh, to kind of pay it forward um, uh, along with being an entrepreneur. I love that. I love that. And I love the paying it forward. Stay on, though, when you were when you were having a tough year at any time. Was there yeah. someone that said something to you or a speech that you heard or someone that resonated that helped lift you up? Was there any kind of moments that you can think of that really did that for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are many, uh, I will go back to the time, my six year in the NFL, I was with Jacksonville Jaguars. I was not playing. Uh, it was pretty apparent that they didn't want me there, the organization. And I was literally, uh, you know, just another guy, just another body out there to practice. And I was getting frustrated, uh, because none of the things I've been able to do, my life mattered, uh, when it came to the competitive edge that I would bring to the field. No matter how hard I ran, no matter how mentally tough I was on the field, no matter how much I helped my guys and my teammates around me, it just didn't move the needle for me in that position in that, that time in life. And I remember my team chaplain at the time uh, with the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars, he would every day, he would come up, man, how you doing? Um, man, just like, because I, I, I talked about this in, our, in, our, uh, in the presentation. It's like when we go, when we're going through obstacles and challenging moments, we'll create these narratives in our head that may not even be true. We'll create these false narratives on why we aren't having the success that we desire. And in order way to combat that, a way to combat that is having people in our corner. And I talk about in our huddle to help, you know, push that negativity out of our minds uh, with the positive thoughts, encouragement. And I had that, uh, whether it was him, whether it was my wife where there was other teammates that were just constantly like, man, keep going, keep doing the good work. It's going to pay off. Don't worry about what they said. All right, just keep, keep believing, keep fighting. And I would have that consistently day in and day out. Cause I can recall driving the work mad, just like frustrated. Like I know they don't want me here. Like, why am I going to work? Why don't they just trade me? And, uh, and I realized that during that moment, I was there for more than just football. Like I really, really fully understood that, like some seasons in life, it's not just about me. 
right? In most seasons of life. But this particular season in life, it was just like, man, how can I, how can I step outside of myself and make my teammates better and pour into other people? It was a season for me to just give and serve. And that led me into my big breakout year the next year. But that's when I love, fell in love with speaking. That's amazing. And and I love the pay it forward. And I love the mental, you know, there's a lot of talking to yourself that goes on when you're an oh, entrepreneur yeah. and you're an athlete. And you did that. And, and I think that's really important. I commend you on that and the attitude that you had, because it is hard driving to work like that. And I'm sure many of the listeners here are doing that. And you could, you could can change that story if you want to. So, and you did Justin, so really good stuff. Can you just, I I won't do it justice, but I've heard you tell the the huddle concept. Mm -hmm. Can you just give me, you mentioned it a minute ago, but I think it's important that you share that because many people are running through life and they probably do have a huddle, but they don't even realize it's a huddle that's in their life. And maybe they'll start to use it differently by hearing you, you, you know, give that a little story. For sure. I'm a firm believer that we need to do life with a group of people, a community of people that can lift us up, that can encourage us, that can push us forward, hold us accountable, allow us to be real and transparent and vulnerable. Uh, When I got in a huddle with Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning would give me warning. He would give me encouragement and he would give me instruction. He would give me warning. He would give me encouragement and he would give me instruction. That not only applies to a football field, but our day to day life, whether it's business or alike, we, we need people to pour into us and encourage us to lift us up and strengthen us. And these are our spotters in our life. These are the people that help us lift the weight when it seems overwhelming, when it seems daunting, when it seems uh, bleak. These are the people that come in to help support us and lift us up and prop us up. Um, Not yes men, but people that tell us when to push and, and when to pivot. Yeah. So for anyone listening right now, it's really important that you, uh, you find who your huddle is and who your spotters are in your life and then utilize them, you know, with, uh, with some, uh, intentionality. I think that's a big deal. So, you know, one of the things that I heard you talk about was the concept of being ready for your opportunity. And Mm. sometimes in life, you know, you're grinding ahead for this big shot. It could be as an entrepreneur where, you run into someone in the airport and now you have to present your product (laughs) or it could be, it could be for you as being on the football field. And, you know, 14 was your best year. You made all pro, but you were, you were fighting for that journey all through life from, from when you were playing as a, as a seven, eight year old. And so talk about how you kept yourself ready with all this stuff going on around you. Some of it very negative, right? getting fired multiple times. Tell me what you did and how that worked in your mind. Yeah. It took me 15 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> and uh, that's usually how it works out. And I, I talk about my talk, the difference between being ready and being prepared. And it's essential that we're prepared for our opportunities when we come uh, ready is just a heightened sense of awareness. We can be ready for anything, but being prepared means we're uh, uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making sure we're putting ourselves in a position mentally, physically, spiritually to seize a moment when it comes. And it was about consistent work ethic in the shadows, day in and day out, being disciplined, um, embracing the process and embracing the journey and not feeling sorry for myself that allowed me to be prepared for my moment when it came. Because there are a lot of people more talented, more gifted, have even more opportunities than I had. Uh, but the difference was when my moment came, I was always prepared. 
I was always ready to seize the opportunities when they come my way. I would always tell uh, myself and others, like the worst thing that anyone can do is give me an opportunity. So if you don't want me to play, if you don't want me to have success, don't give me an opportunity because I promise you I'm going to make the most out of it. So, uh, yeah, that was the journey of being prepared, being prepared for 15 years uh, for my breakout moment. And you're still pretty chippy about it. I love it. I love it. You get, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you started saying that, I got a kick out of that. So good work <laughs> on that one. You know, let's uh, let's think about, you know, being an entrepreneur. Did you, I mean, you, did you have success immediately or did you have to, you know, fight through on that side? Because, you know, you had a 15 year journey as a player, yeah. but how was it like as an entrepreneur and what was the biggest challenge there? I mean, so many different challenges. Uh, I get asked all the time, what's harder, football or being an entrepreneur? And I think they're both hard in their own ways. But uh, being an entrepreneur is just uh, a weighty uh, position to have. It's very sexy and title, uh, but it is a lot of work. And there is no off switch if you're not intentional about carving out time for rest. Yeah. And uh, for me, I hit the ground running. When I retired in 2017 from the game, I went. Full, full steam ahead into the entrepreneurship life, traveling 70 times a year, pitching, hustling, doing as much as I can. But uh, my family life was just like, you know, in disarray because, you know, I was gone and they weren't prepared for that that transition period. But entrepreneurship, it, it was rocky. I got a lot of no's along the way. Uh, when we started this business, I remember Darren Rovell, the famous sports columnist, is just making a joke like, man, this company uh, will never be successful. It sounds like a skit off of Saturday Night Live. And uh, I, I would just continue to hear that same criticisms on my entire life, uh, you know, not only as an athlete, but now as an entrepreneur of just why you won't be successful, Justin, is because this, this and this. And uh, what's been constant and consistent over my life is that me overcoming every single one of those doubters and criticisms that I would have. And I just began to work and taking the rejection and putting myself out there because I think there's a lot of uh, fear of rejection and failure uh, that you have to deal with with an entrepreneur. And that can make you gun shy uh, a lot of times if you're not careful. But embrace being rejected and failing fast, because if you're not putting yourself in a position to receive a no, that also means that you're not putting yourself in a position get a to yes. get a yes. So so we we have to you know learn from each experience and which we did as a company. Uh, I went on Shark Tank. I got to know there investors coming into our business. It's like, man, this is not something uh, worth an investment. And uh, we just had to hustle, bootstrap a lot of way. We eventually got some investors on board. But, uh, you know, then a pandemic happens. Supply chain is uh, disarray. Um uh, there's constants with uh, entrepreneurship that just you're putting out fires and things aren't going the way you desire or you like. Um, but it's a learning about how to pivot, how to embrace those challenging moments to help propel you forward. And uh, that's what I was able to do. But no, definitely not an easy path. Uh, definitely. I, I It is not something for the faint of heart, but for those that are purpose driven, those one that want to have impact, those that aren't afraid of challenge and adversity. This is a great space uh, because it, even though it's the hardest thing I've ever done, it's the most rewarding and the most impactful thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, as you were talking about the beginning, about the grind and the hustle and the hours and the thing, I kept thinking as we we teach people here that, 
corporate athletes are very different than athletes, right? Because as an athlete, you get an off season. And yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you didn't have as much of it because you were not only working on your craft, but you were working on your future afterwards. Sure. But you get a little bit of a break in business as an entrepreneur. There's no breaks, yeah. and you have to mentally be prepared. You have to have the huddle really ready, you know. And you think back to seventeen, that huddle that you needed. You have to have um, your stuff super organized. You have to be prepared. You have to be physically ready too. And people think, cause you're a corporate athlete, if you're not physically right, you're not going to get that, uh, yeah. to, to the next level, you know? So one of the, a question for you, one of the things that I try to teach is it's an old Vince Lombardi thing. And Vince Lombardi was asked when he, when he was winning the Super Bowls, he said, they asked him, how do you create such great football players? And he said, I don't, I create great men. Right. Yeah. And I never forgot reading that. And so my purpose has always been to create great people. And if they're well balanced and they have that circle with their personal, their professional, their spiritual, their, you know, physical, all that stuff, they're better at what their their craft is. And so for me, one of my passions has been always been working out and training and, and being ready for that. And I took that from an athlete and never stopped. Yep. And today. And I've always had a morning routine because what I learned as an entrepreneur, when I first started out in my twenties, I worked out in the afternoon and then I realized that I was distracted. I wasn't focused. My phone was ringing, my emails were going off. So I became a super early morning person and it's, and it's my time, right? So do you have a morning routine today? It's become so in vogue now that people are talking about it. Do you have that or do you have a different way of getting yourself going in the day. Yeah, this is an interesting topic. I love this because it's a, it was behind our brand uh, ethos at Hustle Clean. And uh, I believe that, uh, one, yes, I do have a routine. Um, I believe that as an entrepreneur, like our rest has to be built in and it looks different, right? So even though we're working out in the morning, which I do as well, like that is a form of rest. That is a form of self-care. And a lot of times we talk about hit the ground running, going hit the ground as fast as you can and, you know, uh, make the make the world feel the impact when you wake up. But I like to say we need to hit the ground centered. Right. Hit the ground with a part of your day uh, just focused in on, like, how can you be better pouring into yourself? Like whether that's reading, prayer, meditation, working out. Yeah. Like we have to do that because uh, like. There's so many different challenges or so many things that we have to decide, decisions we have to make throughout the day as an entrepreneur that think people are constantly pulling things out of us. But uh, if there's nothing in us to pull, then we become uh, very detrimental to our team, very detrimental to our, our environment and to our business. Uh, we're not going to have success. So we have to start the ground, have to hit the ground centered and pouring into ourselves. And for me in the morning, I wake up. I do prayer meditation and then I work out uh, just to start my day. And there's a stark difference of me mentally and how productive I am on the days that I work out and the days that I don't work out. It's just a different feeling that I get like when those endorphins are really pumping, yep. firing, um, you know, so I like health is wealth. So if you're if we, we have a, a, a cliche in the NFL that says your best ability is availability. I love it. You're not available to show up to your, your team yeah, at your best. Out. 
it, you can't do it. it. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter how gifted or talented you are. Uh, if you're not available, if you're not healthy, if you can't show up, can't play. You can't play. You can't be successful. Yep. So, and if you're not, you're not an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur too. So keep going. It, it, exactly. So we have to we have to be available. In order to be available, we got to be healthy. All right. Uh, how many times are where uh, you know people can't push forward because they're sick or they have bad eating habits or uh, mentally uh, they're not recharging or resetting in some capacity. Um, so I think when we talk about corporate athlete. I think it's essential uh, that we're pouring into ourselves, that we're that we're staying healthy so we can be available for those opportunities uh, uh, to level up and have success. I love it. I love it. That was so awesome. And, you know, what I try to teach is start somewhere and then start stacking good behaviors on top of good behaviors. And if you do that, and, and I love the way you explain, explain that. And uh, guys, you, you know, if you're driving somewhere right now, stop maybe take a note or just go back and replay this thing and, and write some of this down because you're given some great stuff. So, you know, when you think of your future now, what's next for you? <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that I, I still want to do. I think in the terms of the entrepreneur space, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. When you talk about mental health production within that space, uh, productivity within that space. A lot of times us athletes, uh, we get the rep of just like, man, when, when the game is done, there's an identity crisis, right? There's a lot of uh, anxiety. There's a lot of, man, if I can't play football or sport or baseball or whatever it is, then what can I do? And that, that identity issue, I think is more prevalent in the entrepreneur space than it even is in, in athleticism because I see so many guys, whether it's dealing with burnout, divorce, depression, um, anxiety uh, within this space because they're running themselves into the ground. And I believe they don't have a huddle. Uh, they don't have accountability. They're not being intentional about their time and they're being more busy than being productive. And there's a difference uh, between those two being busy and being productive. And I think that uh, I want to speak to more of that in that in that space and help out entrepreneurs uh, eventually as I continue to speak and build my platform uh, and continue to build businesses. Uh, that is something that I want to be able to attack at some point. Um, I think you should because it's missing and there's a lot of information out there. You have to go find it, yep. but packaging it up in one place and getting them to understand. And one of the things I've learned in my career is about the longevity right? When you're using your mind, it's not a physical job, but if you're building and you keep it sharp and you have all the things you talked about just now, the challenges, if you could learn how to do that, you can do this as long as you want and, yeah. and not feel burnt out and feel inspired each day yeah. to, to impact lives. So, you know, your company's mission is that is to inspire to inspire and empower people to live their best lives. Yep. So you should do that. But what, what does that mean to you? For me, it's about uh, living in my purpose. I feel like I'm called, I'm called to encourage and inspire people to help them reach their potential. Uh, I try to do that on a daily basis, whether that's entrepreneurship uh, as a vehicle or speaking as a vehicle. Uh, hopefully one day that's an author uh, as a, you know, uh, as a vehicle. And 
yeah, that's what that's what I'm passionate about. And I tell people when they're done or transitioning from one thing, make sure you don't go get another job. Go get a passion. Go get something that you wake up excited about every morning. Monday is my favorite day of the week because I get to live out my dream um, and Same. get started. I'm fired up, ready to take on the world because I believe what I'm doing is impactful and I have the ability to change lives or what I'm doing. So um, I'm passionate about it and I want to do more of that. I want to do uh, invest more time and uh, in helping people. Thank you. So, all right. What's uh, what's next in business? Yeah. Yeah. For us, uh, Hustle Clean, creating new products, uh, increasing distribution. Uh, we've been having a lot of success within our brands right now in Target. Uh, REI, Dick's Sporting Goods, Orange Theory, a, a couple of other locations throughout the country, but just going deeper with our partnerships and expanding uh, our distribution and being customer obsessed is 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 the next plan for us. Uh, we've been very, uh, I guess, strategic in keeping our SKUs and our products small at this point, but there's going to be time for us to scale and grow uh, here coming up soon. And I'm excited about that for us to continue to scale and uh, take this thing to a whole nother level where hustle clean is synonymous with, you know, hustlers taking care of themselves and hustling with integrity. And it's a, uh, and it's a household name. So that's the path forward. Yeah. It's amazing, Justin. And, uh, um, you know, it's so nice to, to listen. And, uh, I'll tell you what, seeing you speak, I was so inspired by, by your presentation. I was so inspired by, your journey and what you've done to be prepared for your opportunities all through life and, and your story about like literally a week before, you know, <laughs> the college, you know, with Notre Dame and then making the next move. And then, you know, I, I, I kind of chuckled when I see yesterday, I saw a commercial with Marshawn Lynch on it and thinking, <laughs> of, you know, I was thinking about you and, going to the school at the same time as someone like that, yep. but having the foresight to develop the skill sets that you did to not only have an amazing NFL career, but when you got fired, you said, I'm not going to, I'm going to get inspired versus fired. Yep. And then you started building what today is a, a serious entrepreneurial journey that you're on. And, and I know you know, I have a saying here at Barnum that the best is yet to come. And uh, when I think of small steps, big wins, like you exemplify that at the highest level. So uh, really, really a pleasure having you on today. And, and thank you again for all you're doing to inspire people in our society today. And you should build that next presentation. <laughs> you should get out there and you should definitely write the book because uh, people need to hear more of your message. So Justin Forsett, thanks for being on the show again today. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you having me. It's been a blessing and an honor to get to know you uh, over this time. And I uh, love the work that you guys are doing at Barnum. Uh, we need more businesses like yours uh, that are changing lives. So thank you for the work that you're doing. No, you got it. Have a great rest of the day, Justin. You too. Thank you for listening to Small Steps. Big wins. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. 
This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.